Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Global Change Agents with me, Liana Brinded, the Digest Edition, a podcast brought to you by Yahoo Finance UK. You can watch a full version of this interview by heading over to yahoo.co.uk forward slash change agents. Joining me today is Justine Roberts, CBE. Justine is the founder and CEO of Mumsnet and Grandsnet. From its humble beginning 20 years ago, Mumsnet has grown to become the internet destination for parenting and support for its 14 million monthly unique users. So, Justine, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure. And so let's start from the beginning. Well, nearish the beginning. <laughs> you started off in finance and you're in the city and then you became a sports journalist. Yes. What was the light bulb moment for you to make that change? Uh, well, I got pregnant um, and I've, I had realised during the course of working 10 years in an investment bank that it was no place to sort of be a mum and raise a family. Uh, the people I'd seen get on actually were people who mostly pretended that they didn't, their children didn't exist. And I, memorably, I remember one very senior woman who actually took client calls from uh, during labour. Um, so <laughs> it was just, I got pregnant and I thought, uh, OK, it's time for a reset. Uh, and I, yeah, I left, basically. And were there other moments there that, I mean, that, that's astonishing um, to hear about that. But also, were there any other moments during your career where, especially when you're pregnant, that, that really screamed home how different it is for a working mum? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the, there was a particular incident, actually, where... Um, my bosses uh, were, were carving up a deal and I overheard them say, we won't give any to her clients because she's pregnant and they, she won't be coming back. So all those clients will be lost. And it was just an assumption they made. Um, and so, you know, I, I actually left the following week. Um, but uh, it was, it's changed a lot, I think, now. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that situation now, but it was definitely the case that um, you know, my impetus partly for starting my own business was to create a different kind of culture. And the culture within finance then was very, I mean, it was sexist, it was homophobic, it was racist, quite frankly. It was all those things. Uh, and after 10 years, I just thought, uh, I've had enough of this and I certainly don't want to be a mum in this environment. So related to that, I mean, uh, fast forward uh, nearly 20 years and Mumsnet is leading a very public, wide campaign um, about maternity. Mm. So um, can you talk a little bit about that and also um, key milestone points that you want from this campaign? Yes. Um, we, so we're campaigning right now to get all companies to publish their parental leave policies. And that's because our users tell us that it's really hard to find this stuff out and that they feel they can't ask during the interview process uh, because they will be discriminated against. And actually, our survey of employers anonymously 
confirms that. Employers say, 72% of them say they are likely to discriminate against um, women who they think are um, going to join and, and soon have a, have a baby. So it makes sense. So what we need is for those um, policies to be very transparent so everyone has a chance to see. Because it is an important factor, obviously, uh, if you are thinking of starting a family, then what the sort of maternity, paternity and all the rest of it, the flexible working and stuff like that, is really important to people. So that's that's what we want everyone to do. We're asking government to compel firms um, to publish their parental leave policies in the same way that they publish their gender pay, pay gap. So when it comes to Mumsnet, um, it's evolved um, so much over the years to the point where it's given this platform, this voice to all these women who have children and um, extended families. And, and one of the biggest things about it is that it's a very different place, though, than what it was 20 years ago. So when it comes to that, how do you feel things have changed in terms of keeping those users engaged from 20 years ago when you've got competition like Facebook and Pinterest yes. and Instagram and all these other platforms. Yeah. I think Mumsnet sort of survives because people speak the truth on it. And, and a key part of that is they're allowed to be anonymous. So I think on Facebook and Instagram, people are showing, you know, their better selves. And on Mumsnet, you're getting the truthful nitty gritty, both from the people asking questions and quite frankly, from the people answering. Um, and our users say its, it's utility is that they get really good advice, um, advice from people who don't hold back. Um, so you can't really say, what do I do about my, um, my, my mother-in-law, my boss, my best friend, my, my, my middle child um, on Facebook. Um, but you can on Mumstead and you'll get great answers and you'll get a range of answers from quite a wise crowd as well. So with the platform that it provides, and especially the more it grows, and especially in the society we're in right now, with any kind of user-generated platform, there's always the issue of the darker uh, side of the yes. web and, of course, um, moderating those type of comments. How have you seen over the last 20 years that change, and what are the practices in place um, in order to keep that conversation flowing, yeah. but at the same time not allow various yeah. um, areas of yes. that side of the net come through? Well, uh, we've always invested quite a lot in moderation. We've always paid moderators and we've always had a set of values and principles that we stick to and, and, and that is very helpful because moderation is really hard and there are lots of grey areas. And in the end, with Mumsnet, our mission is to make parents' lives easier. So that trumps everything in the end. You know, we don't have a set of words you can or can't use. Clearly, we don't let people break the law. We encourage people to keep it civil. We don't allow personal attacks. But beyond that, there is an overriding, actually, if this isn't making everyone's lives easier, then why are we hosting it? Um, and we do, you know, we, we actively ban people who don't abide by the principles of allowing diverse opinion and freedom of speech. So if people have what we call an aggressive orthodoxy, then ultimately they won't, they won't survive on Mumsnet because we, we really value diverse opinion and we think in a world of filter bubbles where you're really only being shown what you want to see, there is a, there's an even more importance on being able to listen to a contrary point of view and respect it, even if you disagree with it.
So um, moving on and a bit more about yourself. So with Mumsnet, I know that recently you reported to the ICO for a data breach. And so that is especially with a platform that prides on um, anonymity. Yep. How do you keep a cool head in a crisis like that? How, how was that tackled and what were like tips yeah. when it comes to the business? Well, it, it is hard, but it does help, I think, when you have um, a kind of north star which we have which is we're user-led and we put our, our users interest first so the one thing that we always are able to do without sort of umming and ahhing is make sure that we're in any kind of situation like that looking after our users interests so we're very transparent we um, we immediately act we don't try and sweep anything under the carpet we admit our mistakes and we advise our users on how best to deal with a situation where there may be a data breach so that although it's uh, it's clearly horrific it, you know we almost have a sort of blueprint for how to act and it's very much led by our users interests the other thing is you know, we've, we've got a great team at Mumsnet and uh, it brings out the best in people. And there's something kind of rather wonderful about the camaraderie um, that, we, that you get in a crisis. So for me, um, I'm always blown away by, you know, the people around you and the culture and how people step up during a crisis. And how do you feel as a businesswoman and um, going through uh, key changes like that, that that's affected or, you know, enhanced your ability to handle a crisis in your personal life? So, for instance, the malicious 999 uh, mm. call that yes. you had. Um, so how did you deal with that? And how did you um, how did your family react? Yeah, to that you do get a bit immune to crisis, actually, if you, if you run mums. Is stuff. that the key? Uh, well, certainly experience helps. I think you do get better at crisis management the more crisis management you have to face. So um, I wouldn't say, though, I was completely immune to that. It definitely affected me personally. We, you know, the, someone got a SWAT team to go around to my house. Uh, they, they, they pretended that there was a masked murderer and, and, you know, eight armed guards turns up on, on my door with dogs. You know, it's not pleasant in the middle of the night. And I was quite um, shaken by it. But actually, the community, the Mumsnet users were so supportive in that um, in instance and, and, you know, sending bottles of gin and basically being lovely. Um, so you rely on your normal sources of support, fam friends, family, and in my case, you know, 14 million mumsnetters who, you know, uh, were encouraging me not to be too cowed by it. So with instances like that, um, does it, the, the more prominent you become and with the voice that you have and the voice that you give to um, your users, are you finding that this is now something that you have to regularly get used to or do you speak out about it? What, how would um, other women in mm. the same situation mm. in terms of very high up in business and actually going to have a target on their back, how do they deal with that then? Yeah, I think it is a part of life if you're a high profile woman. I mean, from the very sort of low level Level commentary on Twitter and um, the level of aggression and mis misogyny that's about to uh, some more sinister stuff. I mean, I firmly believe Mumsnet has been more targeted for cyber attack um, because we are women. Um, and so I think the, the way to deal with it effectively is, is for women to support women. Um, and I think we should. We all have a duty to stand up publicly in, in platforms like Twitter and and sh call out some of the, the the crappy stuff that's going on and and be supportive of each other.
One of the things that um, we've pointed out is that now um, yourself and Mumsnet has kind of hit a stratospheric kind of uh, level in uh, the UK especially. And... Um, but with that, at the same time, with all these more women getting more of a voice, there seems there's still a woeful dearth of female leaders yeah. across business. Why do you think that is? As someone who's worked in several industries yeah. and um, in all senior roles, how, why do you think that is? Uh, well, I still think there is a massive motherhood penalty, and that's all the stats sort of bear that out. Women are basically equal in the workplace till they have children, um, and they are picking up the bulk of the childcare responsibility and actually most of the domestic responsibility post-children, and men aren't. And that um, is effectively creating a glass ceiling. Um, so I think hence our campaigns around things like um, parental leave policies, we think being transparent will give them a nudge to make them better and fairer and offer more uh, in the way of paternity and maternity pay. We think paternity pay in particular is really important because all the evidence says the more time men take off in the first year of their child being born, the more time they want to spend with them um, through the rest of their lives. Um, and until that circle is squared, the fact that women are kind of picking up all the responsibility, and I don't just mean, um, you know, childcare, I, I, I kind of also mean even when they're working, all the headspace um, around children, that means that they are less likely to go for that really demanding job, they're less likely um, to think that they can be on the board and, and take on responsibility. Um, I think we need to fix that, I think we need to make work places much more flexible and we work really hard at Mumsnet to help companies you know really bring in flexible working practices um, because that's the key thing and it's key for obviously for mothers but it's key for everyone nowadays I think um, you know millennials as well will benefit quite a lot they all want a bit of flexibility so I think there's good business cases for introducing that so I think it's cultural as much as anything men need to you know want to take on their fair share a bit more and, and, and I'm optimistic that that's changing um, but unfortunately our stats at the moment say it's pretty bleak 90% of our users say having children seriously impacts their career. So that is going to warrant a very, very big seismic change, yeah. like culturally inside out, for companies but also society. But in in tandem with that, what would you say are tips that individuals can do that maybe um, it would be a tip to rethink or a move that they can do that can kind of promote that success for them individually that will yes. hopefully permeate across the workforce? Yeah, I think if we if we accept the premise that it tends to be when women have children that they start to lose seniority and status, then I think having an honest conversation with your employer about how you can make a senior role work, um, but maybe with a bit of flexibility for you and your family, um, really offering solutions to employees to, to hopefully help them embrace this. Um, and also believing in yourself. I mean, you know, very often women take a career break and one of the key reasons why they don't go for um, top jobs is is they lose confidence so I think you know coming onto platforms like Mumsnet and gaining confidence from other people who've been there and done that is key as well. 
two more questions for you just before um, we have to wrap up here. But especially when it comes to women, what they dress, what they wear, if it's yes. not a very uniformed way, especially a woman who wants to become a leader. Um, what is your advice around that? Well, I, I'm always um, incredibly disheartened by when I watch The Apprentice and you see um, the women spending hours and hours in the morning kind of perfecting themselves and then they're wearing these huge high heels and it means on the task where they have to run around, they have a, um, an inbuilt disadvantage. So my big advice is to wear trainers at all times. Um, I think not only is it comfortable and you don't wreck your feet, um, you can always run when you're late, which I frequently am. And at the same time, that doubles up as fitness, right, as well. So you're, you're killing actually three birds with one stone. Comfort catches you up and you're doing all your steps to keep you fit. You don't need, even need to join a gym. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of women would love to ban the high heel. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I suppose one of the last, last questions is that as a business leader, as an entrepreneur, um, a lot of people look to you to hopefully be a mentor to them. But who do you look for outside the organisation that you would seek advice from or who you look up to? Um, I mean, I, I take heart from all women who go out there and speak up bravely. Um, and, you know, in our sort of Brexit world, there are quite a few women speaking very strongly who I think are, are, you know I feel are, um, real role models for all of us actually um, but in terms of kind of business mentoring I read a lot I read a lot I listen to podcasts um, I um, lean on my senior team a lot uh, and I um, try and network as much as I can to tap into other people's stories um, and to uh, learn how other people have coped with situations because often they're common actually across businesses even big and small businesses. Uh, I'm also on the board of an insurance company where I, the two founders have built an amazing culture. It's a huge company actually, Admiral Insurance, but the culture is fabulous and, and they're pretty inspirational as well at how they've managed to keep um, keep it real um, but still have you know 8,000 odd employees so that's impressive. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Justine. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Global Change Agents with me, Leanna Brinded, produced by Yahoo Finance UK. A full version of this interview can be found at yahoo.co.uk forward slash change agents. And for more information, go to uk.finance.yahoo.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.